0: Hey, thanks for joining us today. My name is Ethan Boggs and I get to be the pastor of Vibrant Church here in Columbus, Mississippi. I'm sitting here with the pastors of the church and we're talking about the power of the word of God in our day-to-day lives. We're talking about uh, reading plans, practical application, what translations, things like that. So sit back and join us in this conversation. The word of God is very important.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Profound. Yeah. Bottom shell, baby. Let's That's start all the there. Okay. Start simple. There we go. Yeah. Start it. simple. Yeah, it's just, um, okay, so Jesus used it, first Come of on. all. Yeah. Jesus knew it, so it's important for Jesus to know. It's important for us to know. Uh, it's important for us to learn. Um, mm. And then, yeah, find a, I guess we can start with a, Maybe translations, because I know <laughs> a lot of times I grew up, if you weren't reading the King James, you weren't really saved. <laughs> so uh, I would say read something that's easy for you to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, read something that's easy for you to understand. That's important if you want to use your your Bible app. I like to use my physical Bible um, just because, um, you know, a multitude of reasons. You know, my cell phone also grabs information and feeds it to me and notifications Mm. and it's feeding to me. So, um, my Mm. real Bible, also my, my kids, I have four little kids. So if my (laughs) kids see a real Bible being read, Yeah, uh, I think that's important, you know, being at the house and, you know, letting my kids see that and, and growing up in a house where they see their dad model those things. So yeah, those are just a couple of first thoughts from me. What about you, PJ? Oh, he says. <laughs> oh, now we're gonna be pointing yeah. at each other. Well, yeah. it's
2: it's actually funny. So you were just mentioning, you know, the whole idea of modeling for your family, which is so important. Isley, my oldest, who's nine years old, just asked me this past week, "Dad, will you start reading the Bible with me at night?" Oh, uh, cool. Um, so sometimes we underestimate the hunger our kids can have for God's Word, and she literally said to me, she said, "She's like, I just want to grow in my faith."
3: Oh, man, like, that's good.
2: She's a nine-year-old, and sometimes I, I can think like this, some of this may be over your head a little bit, but we're starting to read through the New Testament together, and we're reading through exactly what you're talking about, the whole idea that man does not live by bread alone, mm-hmm. yeah. but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And I'm asking Isley, hey, what does this mean to you? So I'm kind of talking from a, as a father's perspective here. I'm like, I'm just going like, what does this even mean to you? Because I want to make sure she's tracking and man, what she said back to me, even last night, that's exactly what we read last night. She said to me, she's like, I think oftentimes we fill ourselves with things that don't belong there. And God's telling us to replace it with things of him. And I'm like, that's exactly what he's talking about. She's like, and more of God's word in my life. Wow. Man. And that's a nine-year-old. So, yeah. so yeah. I, can, I can, if I'm not careful, I can almost think that like, you're not gonna totally comprehend this, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, a child yep. can have revelation from God's word and tear up. And she says, like, I was blown away, like super proud dad moment. This yep. be like, wow, God, like you're doing work in my family. And it has started with, I read the physical word in front of them. It's sitting on a couch mm-hmm. and they just see it. And it's, it's cultivated a hunger in Isley, my oldest. I want us to read the word together. And I'm like, man, I'll, I'll fulfill that request every day. Yep. 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 No prouder moment. In my life, honestly, yeah,
0: wow. Well, the Bible says in Colossians chapter three, verse sixteen, to let the word of God mm. uh, dwell in us richly, mm. Mm. and meaning that there's intentionality mm-hmm. with getting the word of God in our system. And I think one of the main reasons we need the word of God is because we are reprogramming our minds. The Bible says in Romans chapter twelve, verse two, mm-hmm. to to not be conformed. The world, so you can be saved and still have a mind that's not renewed. The Bible right. says to not be conformed to the world, but be <clears throat> transformed, transformed. Yep. by the renewing of your mind. Yeah. So, one of the reasons I think we need the Word of God in our lives is that you may have a new, um, a new spirit, but your your mind needs to be renewed to align with who you are in Christ now Mm. because you can literally have like, have you ever had like an outdated phone? I don't don't know if it works like it used to, but when Apple, like if you really like took some time and wasn't upgrading and updating and things would start to get slow and clunky. Yeah, yeah. This is just a way that God says, okay, now you're going to build who you are in Christ, who you are Mm. in me, updating your system, being renewed in your mind and let this word dwell in you richly. Mm. And it begins to change the way you think about things. It begins to change your worldview, how you raise your kids, uh, your commitments, your priorities, your perspectives. Everything changes when the word of God dwells in us richly. And I believe that's why the Bible says in Psalms 119, which is a great chapter about the word of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It says that your word is a lamp unto my feet and a, and a into light unto my path. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Here. And yeah. And so there's something about the word of God in our <clears> lives <throat> that creates a sense of clarity, creates a sense of of uh, focus, creates a sense of of passion for God. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I would say, you know, I heard this this
4: analogy years ago when I was just a kid, but it's, it's always stuck with me of how, you know, anytime we get anything new, everything comes with an instruction manual. Like, this is mm-hmm. how you get the most out of this That's product, good. this yeah. system, whatever it is. It's like, read the instruction manual, because it's going to tell you how to fully operate whatever you have and and many times we just try to live our lives like I, I'll figure it out <laughs> on the way and uh, there'll be so many bumps and bruises and just mistakes and all these things but when we take this instruction manual that we have that God has given us the blueprint of look look just do it my way yep. you know and you will get the fullness of, of what I created you for so you know I just think it's so critical that we understand like man Everything we need, all the answers to our journey is found in this in this manual that God has given That's us good. and breathed to. So, you know, I've always just, that, that resonated with me just years ago when I heard that, that analogy. I'm like, man, you know, never really thought about it that way. But, you know, everything comes with an instruction manual, and God has given us an instruction manual for our lives. The Word of God that we can live by.
3: Yep. So That's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll say, too, on that, you know, it, for a lot of people, especially a new believer, it's intimidating. To read the Bible because you don't. It, it, there's just a lot of information, mm-hmm. and that's why finding a translation that you can understand is important for you, yep. because you can't. You know, I I read most of the time the King James, but that's what I grew up reading. And you're really it, saved. It, it, it <laughs> the may, most really saved out of all of them. It us. may He's it may really saved. May, it may not. It may not be easy for someone else to understand. Right. But there's the ESV. You have that that's available too. And a lot of people say, well, I don't, kind of like piggybacking off of what you were saying, I don't understand it, Mm. so I can't read it. Well, if you go back to school, every time you started a new subject, you didn't know that, Mm. but you got in the book. Mm -hmm. You got in the textbook. Mm. By the end of the year, you understood it. The best way to understand it is to, to step into the Word and read it and ask God to speak to you through that. You know, people mm-hmm. always, one of the things that people, I, I want to hear God. I want to hear God. This is the best way to do it. Yep. So, mm-hmm. This is the best way to do it, by reading his word. Don't be intimidated by it. Don't. There are things that are intimidating to every person that reads this. That's right. Don't yep. be intimidated by it. Dive into it. Get to know it. And before long, you'll realize the things that you picked up that you never saw before. Yep. You know? If you want a word from God, you need to
0: open up the word of of God. That's it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would encourage people, too, to get a study Bible. Mm -hmm. So for years, I never had one. (laughs) Like, I just read, and I'm like, I'm confused, but I'm going to go for it. (laughs) Uh, I started learning that, like, you need something to kind of help you, aid you along the way to understand historical context. When you're reading things like uh, yeah. What am I getting into here? <laughs> even a commentary, even the this, yeah. this something. T- Tony Evans, it's, yes. I, I know I've told several of you about it. One of my preaching aides, I love uh, Dr. Tony Evans, and I, I know he's one of the few guys you can endorse publicly that's just solid as a rock, but I use his commentary every week. Same. And he's just an incredible, um, he explains the text very plainly mm-hmm. for people like me that are very simple, and I need the scripture to be simple, You know, I want to preach in a simple way. I need to understand in a simple way. And so I use that stuff just to help aid what I'm understanding, what I'm reading, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But
1: um, I do have a question uh, for you guys. So, and this is something that um, you can see people do often when they pick up the Bible, and you wouldn't do it anywhere else. So you wouldn't go to a streaming service and pick out a show and start in season five, episode three, yep. mm-hmm. because you would be like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I can't follow along. Like, so you obviously want to start at at the beginning of a book, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and just kind of work your way through it. So how do you guys read and how, how do you uh, find like, where, do, where do you start? Where do you go to next? Especially mm-hmm. maybe, maybe think in terms of uh, right now, maybe a new believer. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, yeah. So for me, the the place I always point people to is what we call the Gospels—Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You know, it it tells, gives these different accounts of the life of Jesus, and that that's where the foundation of our faith Mm -hmm. is—is in Jesus. You know, if you start in Genesis, well, like you know, we've talked in previous podcasts, you get to Leviticus, it'll throw you off. (laughs) You know, you'll you'll just be thrown off. But when you start in Matthew. And you see the work of Christ. You see that it's just such a, a solid place to start, especially for that new believer to build your faith. And when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you see these four accounts of the life of Jesus, and it gives you a perspective that that really, if you want to, in, in the context of the Bible, is simple to understand. You know, those four gospels are are powerful, and so that's that's something I've always recommended yep. to a new believer, uh, and even for a long-time believer. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I think I think some people, you know, you, you get into this mentality of being saved. Sometimes we're we've been saved so long we forget what it's like to be a new believer.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Yep. And sometimes mm-hmm. we need to go back and and do those first works over mm-hmm. and read those things, get involved yep. in that again and fall back in love with Jesus because that that yep. is it's the foundation of who we are. And I
0: think <laughs> when you when you read the gospels you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, when you read one of them and you're seeing, you're reading Jesus, okay? Mm-hmm. I've heard it said before that Jesus is perfect theology. Mm-hmm. Meaning that Jesus, just to quote him, when he said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Right. So you'll know who God is and see how God does things when you observe how Jesus did things. Right. Come on. right. Did Jesus ever bless one storm? Mm-hmm. How did Jesus treat children? Mm-hmm. How did Jesus handle persecution? Mm -hmm. What were the conversations Jesus had with onlookers? How was Jesus with people that were like him, unlike him? How was he with the chief tax collector? How was he with the sinners? How was he with the prostitutes? So when you see Jesus in operation on the earth and you're reading the context of God's operation, these are hand accounts. These are eyewitness accounts, by the way. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. These are people who recorded this interaction with God on the planet earth so the parables that Jesus share timeless those are from the thoughts of God right yeah. yeah when you see him healing people in Mark chapter 2 when you see him healing the man with the withered hand in Mark chapter 3 when you see him doing what only he can do throughout the pages of your Bible it's something to think these are this is God in action right here. Right, mm-hmm. right. To see that in person, right? <clears throat> yeah. In him dwelt the fullness of the Godhead bodily, meaning that when I see Jesus on paper, when I see what he's doing, I'm looking at what God would do. Right. So I think that's why it's so simple when you read that, why it's so encouraging, because it's like straight to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially for someone who's just getting into it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And I would encourage people too to read Proverbs. I love yes. me yeah. some Proverbs. The next next. Thirty-one chapters, one yep. one a day. Yeah, like a vitamin. It's just take wisdom. one a day. Yep, yeah. yep, yep.
2: It's good. And I think it's important too to understand that with Scripture. So it's so good. You guys were talking about the Gospels, and that's where I would point people to. Like, just start with the Gospels, but then start looking at even the Old Testament as like, okay. There is a thread, a common thread that links the Old Testament to the New Testament. Jesus is in there. You see prophecies in Isaiah. You see there is so many things that speak to who Jesus is. And people are like, well, if I go in the Old Testament, it's hard for me to understand. But if you start looking at it through the lens, and I've had to do this. okay, It was setting the stage for the Savior of all humanity to come to earth. Everything leads up to that. It's like a staircase. It just keeps on building and building. And there's actually a great book. It really helped even my thought process even more. It's by um, Frank Viola. It's called Jesus. It's a theography. It talks about the the intersectionality of Jesus throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament.
1: Mm.
2: It's such a powerful, when you look at it that way, like Jesus wasn't absent. It's not like Jesus was, but you start to see it like you were talking about. You see Jesus, you, you see the Father, you see God. You start looking back and forth and understand that Jesus is a common woven theme throughout scripture, including the New, the Old Testament.
0: So. so how do you guys read your Bibles? Mm. What does that look like in a daily practice? So people understand, I mean, what we've kind of emphasized mm. the importance of the word of God in our life. Mm-hmm. How do people read their Bibles? They got kids. Think about this. Okay. When you're answering these questions, yeah, <laughs> I <would> say, <laughs> they got kids, they got work, they got life. Yeah
4: it's always good to find a simple Bible reading plan, yep. you know? And uh, for me, sometimes it can be seasonally. You can be going through something like, man, I need a reading plan that talks about stress. Yep. <laughs> I need a reading plan that talks about how I need to deal with my finances. Just something simple, but That's it good. just gives you something I handle every single day where you can just, I don't even have to think about it. I can just follow the plan and right. just read what it tells me to read every day to feed my spirit, man, according to whatever it is I'm trying to. Where do you find the reading plan? I, I like to use my Bible app. U version. U version yeah. U version is yeah. like has <sighs> countless, countless devotionals that you can just mm-hmm. take your pick from a litter. It's like any any mm-hmm. devotion you can think of, uh, on any topic that you wanna dive into, you can find it. You can find it. Just search it out and mm-hmm. hundreds of devotionals will be applied to that very topic you're trying to, you know, get get wisdom in from the word of God. So mm-hmm. man, I
0: feel like it's a great resource. Morning, night. Break. When do you like to read with kids? <laughs> normally <laughs> with Cade. Specifically, <laughs> yeah. look, I'm telling you what
4: I, for me. What I've known with kids is just morning, like before they get going. If you get that time in in the mornings, probably best. Or in the evenings when yep. they're kind of winding down, you know. Because when they're up, all of us I know when we got kids, they're up. It's it's, it's, it's a wrap. It's over. It's, it's, it's over. It's over. You miss that time. Yeah. See you in the evening, Lord. <laughs> but <laughs> but, but no, nah, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, we're like, trying to find that time. You know, Jesus spoke to, earth, like, many times. Like, he just got up early. Just got up early, and just saw the face of God and uh, trying to model that and get up early before the kids get going before your family gets going uh, as a man, as a husband. Um, but, yeah, just, if you have kids, just trying to find that time in the mornings or in the late evenings, spending time with God, you know. So I think it's very, very important to prioritize and schedule it.
2: Yep, in a, a practical application and practical way to approach scripture that I encourage even students to do is the SOAP method. Ooh. So the SOAP method, you start with scripture. Yep. Like don't overthink it. We overthink it so much, but I sometimes it's important to write your thoughts out. The SOAP method helps you, that acronym. So you start with scripture. Then what is your observation of that scripture? Write your observation down. What is something that you're seeing? Maybe a different viewpoint. Maybe you're seeing something different, maybe for the first time. Again, I think it's important to pray first. Like, okay, God, reveal your word to me because you want fresh revelation, but what's your observation? And then it comes to the practicality of what is your application of that scripture? How are you going to apply it to your life? So the A of that that application, do you apply it like in this area of your life and write it down, write down, like I'm going to apply this, you know, I'm going to work on my attitude today. I'm going to work on my patience today. You know, I'm going to work on guarding my eye gates today. You know, I'm gonna make sure that I I pursue, you know, holiness today. I'm like practical application. Like how are you going to do that? Because it's one thing to say I'm going to do it. It's another thing that how are you going to do it? So write that down too. And then write down, you can write it out, you can write your prayer out, but just pray over the scripture. God help me today. Lord, everything I read, Lord, just make it come alive within me. That I would, what I observed, that I would apply it to my life, that it wouldn't just fall on deaf ears, but help it to apply to my heart yep. and help me to live this out. Yeah. So, SOAP method. So, scripture, observation, application, and then prayer.
3: Yep. yep. Solid. And I, I'll say this, too, talking about plans. There are all types of plans. Yeah, There are plans. I mean, a lot of people do the one-year Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, Read the Bible through in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, there's... Uh, chronological, which is a totally different conversation, I think probably. Um, <laughs> but there's all types of ways. But then there's like I, I, I want to say this too. There is there there are plans that are available for every type of way that you learn. Mm. So if you're a fast reader, you you gain knowledge fast. There's there's ways to do this much quicker. You know, takes less time through the year. But the biggest takeaway in any whatever plan you use is don't ever let that be. The last plan mm-hmm. don't ever let that just be well hey i read the bible i checked the box i read I, that's it i checked the box I, i've completed reading the bible i don't have to read it anymore <laughs> no this is like a continuation something that we should do all of the time we should always have a plan to read always have a plan to study always the, the scripture says it's alive mm-hmm. it's living yep. you know I've, yeah. I've read i've read books before read them through read them again later and didn't really get anything different I have never read the Bible that God did not speak to me something that I didn't see before. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's always something different, always something challenging. And a lot of times it, it, it even has to do with what life looks around you, what it looks like. Mm-hmm. God can speak to you from, from places that you may have never seen before. You know?
2: What happens, though, when people are in maybe what they would view as a dry spot, though, that it would be something like, hey, I'm reading God's word. I talk to people all the time, like I'm reading God's word and I'm not, I'm not getting something out of it. What would you guys say to that? If you're in a plan, is
3: that more like what you're saying? It, it could be, or it could be like, they're like, you know, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, and yep. boom, I'm going to read that. Yeah. So I, I've i been there. I've been there, especially when you're in plans, you get to certain places and you're like, this is tough. Mm-hmm. This is tough to read. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't think that you should focus on the plan so much that you burn out, but look at places in the Bible, maybe research a topic that interests you or something that maybe you're even going through yep. and just read mm-hmm. that a few days, mm-hmm. get back on track, get, but just get that refreshing something that, that you're feeling is feeding you something that you're feeling. And, and I think that it matters a lot because mm-hmm. there it, it's important that you do not go stale in it or mm-hmm. that you get like, this is just too much. I just can't do this right now because once you stop, it's a whole, you know, I make this, I make this joke a lot. When I when I came home from deployment, I was probably in the best shape of my life, and I said I'm going to take a couple weeks off from the gym. Okay, that was that was June of 2012. I'm still breaking because you didn't you didn't feel like that. hey I didn't you. feel like that's commitment. But I'm so committed now to this to this trend. But <laughs> at this point, at this point, we're going, to but I'm going 11 years, 11 <laughs> years of the consistency. No, but you, but that's, you don't want that in your spiritual life. Right. You don't want to get to a place where you grow stale and quit. So that's a great question because mm-hmm. it is easy to do that. Mm-hmm. You're reading something that, that doesn't, you know, you're, you're reading the law. You're reading the way that things are, are written out and how you have to do certain things and all of this in the old Testament. It can, it can get a little can get a little heavy it can get a little much but if you if you find something like you know I'm, I'm really struggling with with let's just use um i'm i'm struggling with pride let's say that i'm struggling with pride right now well let's research let's research pride in the yeah. bible and that's let's go to way. that let's let that speak to me a few days you know and and that's just kind of something i've i've used in the past just to find different different topics
0: was there someone at the table you were thinking about when you said pride? <laughs> Me. <laughs> I won't throw it off on
2: Pastor Josiah. <laughs> hey, I was just about to say I'm like, you can
3: find pride in the U version. Just look it up. It's right there. I've, yeah. I've been through it. Yeah. I've, yep. I've looked up pride before. It, it but it is. I don't I think that it is very easy to go stale in your reading. Yeah. I think it's very simple mm-hmm. to go stale in that. And you can't. You you can't you you think about again you think about this if you go I'll use food because that's what I know in life <laughs> if you go to the cabinet and you take out a bag of chips and you open it and they're stale you don't keep eating them mm-hmm. you find something that's fresh mm-hmm. it should be the same way you know if, if you're if you're just feeling stale like I'm just I'm not getting anything well don't go a week or two weeks or three weeks in that take take a minute and find something that speaks to your heart and read mm-hmm. that and learn about that and and find what in the new Testament, what Jesus is saying, how he's speaking to you, because you, you, I'm telling you, if you ever stop, it's hard to, it's hard to just pick that back up.
0: Yeah. I think too, it's like I've talked about with prayer that reading the Bible is a, uh, discipline just like prayer would be or right. eating. And I use the same analogy during our prayer, um, series. Uh, The the more you do it, the more consistently you do it, the more rewarding and easier it becomes. Mm -hmm. And I find that the Bible gets more and more exciting for me as I keep reading it because I'm learning more about historical context is big for me. So the more like even for me, I just got back from Israel a few weeks ago and the Old Testament seems a little different to me now. Mm -hmm. I just see it a little differently than I did a year ago. And so now I'm getting more context. And so now I'm reading things just differently thinking about, like I was at the Jordan river. I know where Jericho was and Mm. the sea of Galilee and Capernaum and, 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 and just seeing certain things. I'm just seeing a little differently now. Mm -hmm, And uh, I've been reading the Bible forever, you know, since teenage years. Mm. So you're like, and some of this is just starting to speak to me. Mm. I've read it, but it's speaking to me in a different way now. And I really do agree. I think, to jump off of your question of what can bring life to like, if it Mm -hmm. gets a little stale, yeah, I do agree. Like, Hey, if you're, if you're in a reading plan and you're like drudging through some tough spots, especially old Testament, things like that, like in some laws of like worship and sacrifices, Levitical things, right. uh, Those are tough because they're under the old covenant. So sometimes you'll read those things thinking those are for today. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for people to understand when you're beginning to read the Bible, The Old Testament is a covenant with ancient Israel, Mm -hmm. and the New Covenant is for us today, and they're in one book, so you can get a little overwhelmed thinking it's like every other book. Right. This is a library in one book. Mm -hmm. It's kind of how you got to look at this. This is a library, and so as you begin to understand the contextualizing where everything is, kind of helps a little bit. But I'm really big on the word study thing. When you Mm -hmm. start thinking, I really jump off that, or I'll jump off that with you of how much that does bring things to life a little. Sure. When you get a little stuck, you're like, hey, I just want to study one topic. So I did that yeah. with the the tabernacle thing that we taught in January. I got wrapped up in that because something got my attention, and it was months and months that I was researching and reading and studying, and not every day, but there'd be like, it was a continual thread thought. Mm. It brought life for a season, and and uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a great question, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And it's okay to wrestle with the text, too. That's also the other side of that too. There are times where maybe you're wrestling with it because you need it the most. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes where like sure. the Bible talks about we're to meditate on Scripture day and night. We're we're to like that means you're chewing on it. Sometimes like what I need the most is the most difficult for me to process. But the more that I pray over it, like God continue like I don't completely understand what you're trying to show me right now. But if you will, like I find when I process it more, like over time it will be revealed. Yeah. It takes time though sometimes. Yeah. I don't know what the perfect solution to that is though. It's kind of either or, you know.
0: I think it's okay to have uh questions. It's okay to have a mentor to help you. Right. Yeah. Like you yeah. don't got to you don't got to know these Bible brainiacs from that live on planet Bible <laughs> somewhere <laughs> that write these theological <laughs> books. You can ask someone in a small group. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like if yeah. your mom knows a little more, it's okay to ask your mom. Okay? Mm-hmm pastor a friend somebody you can just talk to be like hey i'm a little stuck on this can you explain this to me and if they don't know Mm -hmm. all right we'll find somebody else someone's gonna Mm -hmm. know there's a chance that person knows somebody yeah it can help somebody just give give me give me some understanding i wouldn't be afraid to ask questions for years um i have an uncle that is extremely intelligent in the scriptures and when i was a teenager he was somebody that gave me a lot of direction when i just didn't understand Mm -hmm. what does it mean by this and why does it like that and He's the first one I ever heard anybody explain the gospel and salvation plan really clear. And I was Mm -hmm. really young. I was raised in church, but I think I really listened when he explained it. And uh, so he's kind of the, when I was earlier, earlier years, uh, he was somebody I went to a lot of questions. He helped me a ton. Mm -hmm. And uh, even to this day, I mean, I, even when I study every week, Mm -hmm. like every week when I preach, I spent hours pouring over those texts reading commentaries, listening to other guys, studying other things, cross-referencing, highlighting in Bibles, whatever I got to do. I'm going to do my best, my best to, like, right now I'm working on that Zacchaeus thought. And um, I've, I've worked for hours on that. Not just what can I come up with about Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. No understanding context, history, um, where they were coming from, where Jesus was walking to, he was coming from this area, he's going from Jerusalem or from Jericho or some toward Jericho. Like it takes a it takes a little bit of time. This is me though. I, I preach every week. I'm going to try to pour over that. By the time I get up to preach, I understand pretty well what I'm talking about. Mm. But I didn't just know all that. Right. So even for just preaching context, I just get up, you know, on my Wednesday or whatever Saturday, and I start digging around on that verse. And I'm jumping all around in all the other gospels to kind of correlate the story. And there's a lot of aid and stuff online to help you. But
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I do my best to uh, fully understand that. And my point being is that I don't know it. I don't know all this stuff. I don't Mm -hmm. wake up knowing all of it. I just take time to be like, okay, God, what do you have in here? I want to fully understand it. And I say that to say it's all available. (laughs) Like it's not Mm -hmm. like I don't have mystery books. I have all the same stuff that everybody could get. Mm -hmm and so i'm i'm learning just like everybody else
3: and uh just open myself up to it and it's and uh i think that's good too though because i think sometimes people coming to church each week can have the tendency of that well this just comes easy to the pastor this is just what they do this just comes easy and it's it's so far from the truth it is difficult it's studying anything is not easy You know, it's, it's difficult and it, it requires a lot of time and it requires a lot of effort. Haley, my wife, she's currently studying for the CPA exam and it is amazing the time and effort that she's putting into that just to pass this test in her career. We take less time to study for something that is eternal, something that is forever. We don't put the focus on it like we should all for the, the sake of, well, it's difficult. It is difficult, but it's difficult sometimes for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't, I would hope that no one would ever think, well, they're just the pastor They're They know that it doesn't come easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you shared that because it, it doesn't. And mm-hmm. it's an encouragement to people who may think that to say, okay, well, it's not, it's not easy for him. It does take a lot of work. It's like going right. to the gym every week. It, does, oh, it, it is, and I, hate going it, and to the I haven't gym done ever. that in years, 11 <laughs> yeah. years. So. You remember. Yeah. It's like going to the gym every yeah, week. Yeah, I don't really remember what that's like. <laughs> yeah, A distant memory. But it yeah. is But it is something that it doesn't come easy, and it requires a lot. It requires a lot of sacrifice, but yeah. it's so worth it. Yeah. It's so worth it. And we yeah. can't
0: underestimate um, just how the Holy Spirit speaks to us through Scripture. And so I know everybody's different. And and I'll just, I know you're watching. I'll just look at you right now that everybody's in different places. I'm in a space where I have to minister on a frequent basis. So I spend a lot of time as much as I can in books and research and podcasts. But I would encourage you watching us that, um, you know, you may not be able to do it like that. I get that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Mm -hmm. totally understandable. Some of you may be more studious than others. Some are auditory learners where you just got to listen to the Bible. And that's all available on the Bible app I just want you to know this. The Holy Spirit just comes alive through that word. Right. Mm -hmm. And I always hear the illustration like this. It's almost like God uh, is on the other side of the Bible. The Holy Spirit's on the other side of the Bible. And he's just going to highlight something for you that just speaks. Mm -hmm. And in a moment, all you need is one word that could change everything. Yeah. We can't underestimate the power of just Mm. letting that word sink in us. Right. Yes. And how it could change everything in our Mm -hmm. lives. Just one sentence. One scripture, and I'll tell you this: um, how think about how much words do shape your life. Hmm. Like you and I already live based on a narrative. There's an internal script running in our heads. Somebody wrote it. Okay, what you believe about temptation, somebody wrote that. Right. How you handle money, somebody wrote that. How you handle. Uh, family issues, um, opposition. You have a worldview shaped by something. Your, mm-hmm. your childhood, your parents, uh, trauma, something is shaped the way you see things. And that's what I believe God's word is, that when we allow it in, I says says to allow the word, to let the word in, to, to dwell in you richly. Mm-hmm. When we let the word of God in, it begins to, reshape our worldview. So now Mm. uh, you could change a whole family lineage based on just sentences and words that were spoken to you. Sure, Mm. Because your daddy and your granddaddy and your great granddaddy had a worldview that was shaped by poverty or brokenness or uh, difficulty or years of divorce and, and brokenness. And all of that when it gets to you is just passed down. And you just oftentimes we express what has been impressed. So we've inherited a lot of things just down through the line of culture impressing thing on things on us, um, social media, uh, education, things like that are that are shaping the way we think the word of God through the power of the Holy Spirit as a way to reshape the way we think. And a lot of times people will say, you know, you need to get, you know, I've heard people say, you need to get to church and, let the preacher lay hands on you, and you say Jesus six times to break generational curses. Because mm. I'm a big believer in uh, that things can be passed down. That you didn't just get your grandpa's eyes; you could also get some things that you didn't necessarily <laughs> want. You know, but I say that to say that I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of laying hands. I believe in all that. With that said, in addition to mm. the belief in the supernatural, what God can do in a moment, there's also letting the word of God, do a work that could change generational legacy Mm. for your life Mm -hmm. just by simply believing and trusting with what God says. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, what Moses said, whose report do you believe? Mm, Like somebody's got to be, you already believe somebody, you might as well believe God is what he's saying. You already have an internal narrative that you and I have decided to build our lives on you're building family on what somebody's already shaped the way you think about family come on why can't the word of god shape the way you think about family Mm -hmm. but um i mean it's just it's just something everything could change in your life if you just believe the right thing Mm -hmm. right yeah because prisons are full of people who believe the wrong thing Mm -hmm. or difficulty things i shouldn't say everybody and everything and speaking too much generalities here but I think it's true that a lot of people are in difficult situations because they are believing the wrong report, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think if you and I just make the word of God place mm-hmm. in our life, yeah. and, and some of you may be small portions, some may be big portions, uh, but just make space for it. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. you make space for it with through translations that you understand, through podcasts maybe you understand, through study Bibles you may understand. For some of you, you maybe you can read through the whole thing. What? You do what however the Holy Spirit leads you to do Mm -hmm. and do not underestimate the um, significant part the Holy Spirit plays in studying the Word of God. Mm -hmm.
4: You know, I was just listening, and I love the word you just don't underestimate. Don't underestimate what happens just by getting the Word in you. And, you know, it's like I think about, you know, Sometimes, as y'all, we've already stated, sometimes there are seasons where it's just difficult. I, I don't understand what I'm reading. Like, I'm not getting anything. <laughs> this this doesn't, like, make sense. This doesn't, like, this is not filling me in any way. So yeah. what's the point? You said, don't underestimate just getting it inside of you. It's like, yeah. so even when we're starting a new diet plan, it <laughs> was, you know, what I want to I eat better food, you know? And when you start this this process of, like, trying to eat better, a lot of times we don't like, man. This, this don't even taste good. <laughs> like, but no, but, up. but it but it's but <laughs> it's up it right up. And, <laughs> but we gotta understand that, like, but, but just us getting good food in us is doing something in us that we may not even see. Can't even see it. Yep. But it's over good. time, when you continue to put, just let the good stuff get in. Over time, you start saying, "Oh man, it's showing up in my life." Like and it, it's, it changes it,
2: your appetite it, it, for yeah.
4: good food. Yeah. So it's just like
0: it's good. when there are Amen. times
4: where it's like I don't even. I don't even like this, man. I don't, I don't get this. I don't, I'm trying, I'm reading, but I don't get just just let it get in you. Cause over time, like you said, your appetite starts to change. Like it starts, like, just over time, just let it, let it, let it get inside you. And I, I feel like in there have been seasons in my life, I like, Lord, I just, I just want your word to get in me. Yeah, <laughs> whether yeah. I whether it makes sense, whether I'm like necessarily <laughs> getting anything out of it right now, mm. I just want your word to get inside of me yeah. because I know that it's doing something inside of me. I may not mm. see it right now, I may not yeah. even feel it. But it's doing something, yep. and uh, over time, you will start seeing like, man, you know, in a moment or in a situation like, I I remember reading something about in the Bible about this, and it just comes. The Holy Spirit reawakens it, and you mm-hmm. and you even think about, yep. but I, I read that, yeah, I read that. It's like, yep, or I listened to that. I I heard that in the Bible. Man, yep. it's just don't underestimate. I I just love how you use that that terminology because mm-hmm. it's powerful. Just getting the Word of God in you.
1: Yeah, as a as a parent. You know, our kids don't prefer healthy things, right? <laughs> <laughs> My kids don't na- naturally gravitate towards broccoli and, you know, asparagus and, you know, they're, 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 eat your colors, guys. Eat your colors, right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't naturally gravitate to that. My
0: kid things. would eat That's... crayons if I told him that. eat your colors. 100%. Uh, <laughs> like, I love purple. Let's eat it. <laughs> let's eat it.
1: <laughs> but, uh... And it, it's our job. It, as hard as it is, sometimes it's like, okay, you got to branch off. You're eating cheese every meal. You know, macaroni <laughs> cheese, grilled cheese, whatever. We you ate know. no cheese in this sure. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. No <laughs> sure only cheese. I missed you. But um, you know, as a parent, it's it's our job to like introduce new things and say, okay, if you want to be a healthy young man or or little girl, you need to eat these things. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I hate it. You know. It's mm. like, well, you need to do it anyway, you yeah. know, it's mm. not. And you got to get past, I, I think, a lot of times. And my dad was in the military, and uh, I know a couple of you guys were. But um, just just the feeling part of it, you know, because everybody, everybody struggles with the feeling of I don't feel like reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. I, I do it all, you know, yep. I don't have an appetite to read my yeah, Bible every right. day. <laughs> no, yeah. Nobody does. If they say they, they do, they're lying to you. Uh, but it's important that you you get past those those feelings and um, like we've all been talking about just just diving in and I promise you you you're feeding yourself and I promise you
0: you'll see the fruit of it
1: good. Yeah. in your life
0: and let me say this in closing we'll wrap up here but uh, uh, one thought while you were talking is a lot of people don't feel like reading the word of God because they feel shame mm-hmm. when sure. God came into the garden the first thing Adam did was like. I can't see God right now. Mm. Okay. And I heard a pastor say one time that when you read the Bible, sometimes what makes it hard is because you're looking into the face of God. Mm. Come on. And, and it's, sometimes it's hard to do that. That's so good. And let me help you with this is that um, that the Bible says that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren, mm-hmm. meaning that the accusations and guilt and shame we feel when we open the word of God Is not the Holy Spirit. That's right. Mm -hmm. He's not a condemning presence. He's a convicting, lifting presence. Mm -hmm. That's good. So sometimes people lose confidence in getting the word of God, prayer time, coming to church even, because they feel shame. Mm -hmm. Because they know they messed up. Mm. They know they deleted the internet history. They know what they said. They know what they thought. They know. And when you try to get in this, it feels like the furthest thing from how you feel. So immediately it's almost better to be like, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be a part of this. And 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 just blame it on, hey, the kids, blame it on this. And, and sometimes, you know, it is kids, and there are times we use things as an excuse because it just it's hard to look in the face of God, mm-hmm. right? And so I say that to say this, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. So simply this, if you're a follower of Jesus, his word is a priority, should be a priority. He wants it to be in your life and make room for it. Do everything you can to resist those feelings, mm-hmm. to run away from God, mm. yep. yeah. to to, to kind of like almost like out of sight, out of mind. Don't do that. Make mm. it a priority. Let it dwell in you richly. Mm-hmm. Colossians 3.16, do everything you can to get it in front of you. If you got to put it by the bed at mm-hmm. night, one pastor runs thousands of people. He told me mm-hmm. the only way he knows, like the best way for him to read the Bible, leaves the Bible right by the bed. And this That's guy good. runs thousands. You would think he'd be like, he's a walking Bible. He's like, no, I got to lay this thing right by my bed mm-hmm. so that when I go to bed at night, I open up the word of God, I dig into it, I read it. So mm-hmm. let that be encouraging for mm-hmm. you. And I want you, we want you to live a life where the word of God is prioritized. Yes. And when the word of God is in our lives and dwells in us richly, it the Bible teaches that we will be like a tree planted by Li- water, living water, water, living water. Who knows if the water's alive or not. <laughs> <laughs> rivers, What is it? Rivers, rivers. Of rivers of water? Thank you very much. Thank you guys for joining us today.